You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Way power to man, this is your boy Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Apologies for that really confusing intro. That's what happens when you choose the wrong <laughs> technology, folks. I love it. But today, we have an awesome guest. He is a director. He is a producer. He is a comic book writer. He has a very polarizing book coming out called Polarized, no pun intended. The one, the only, the very awesome Tom Mishra. What are you doing, boy? What up? What up? How we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn oh, in the go. building. Son. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. In Brooklyn, he knows what's popping. How you doing? <laughs> I, I live in Brooklyn. I don't want to. I don't want to come off as like a poser. I'm not, I'm from Long Island. Uh, oh, no, I mean, sorry. It's, it's, all right, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. We're an honorary borough, kind of. Maybe. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. So, awesome. Thanks for coming on today to chit chat because you got this yeah. dope new book that's out now, folks. Available at your favorite uh, uh, shop retailer, and if it's not, then you better ask for it. Or polarized got a little powerpoint we're going to be showing a little bit later on so you can go through some of the pages in the story and whatnot before we do all that you know how it go and come to this podcast we need to get an origin story so tom tell us a bit about yourself like your og og from and uh what was your first love in fandom oh man i was obsessed with those like frank miller uh comic books i actually have like a the special edition over here still. Like I keep it with me, like the leather bound. Uh, you oh, get Batman okay. Year One. Yes. Um, wait, well, I'm gonna, I'll bring it here. One sec. <laughs> Folks, that was a book that 13th Crusader, uh, that's how he showed me the family book. Yeah, it was his pride and joy. This yep, is like holy, holy Bible, you know. Yes, uh, yes. Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One. Uh, read it start to finish a bunch of times, you know, 300, uh, got into, uh, you know, Alan Moore, Fear Vendetta, Watchmen. And then more recently, I've actually been getting into like less superhero stuff. Like, I just read Persepolis, okay. which was uh, awesome. It's a comic book Killing and Dying by Adrian Tomine. And what gave me the inspiration to do Polarize as a comic book was... Um, alcoholic by jonathan ames like it was a really like beautiful human like uh story complicated story about someone dealing with alcoholism and i was like oh shit i i met a storyboard artist and i was like i should try to do polarized as a comic book that's that's probably the you know that was one of my first loves as a creative and let me try to put my own spin on it well, that's nice awesome. but yeah so always What's up? What I so did you have a tribe growing up that was you know with you in your fandom and you no. this over you alone Lone that was solo dolo <laughs> as, uh I, you know there was actually there was one kid in middle school who was really into like collecting comic books with me and uh he actually you know contributed early on to uh the Kickstarter that we did and oh, he read yeah. it and he lo- he loved the book and that honestly meant a lot because I was like we used to do this together. This is cool. But, yeah, yeah. You know, like my brother used to sh- fucking make fun of me for reading comic books. Still does. <laughs> um, but it's an awesome medium. It's a yeah, really cool. Your brother will make fun of you until this 
become some sort of TV pilot or film somewhere. Exactly. And then it's going to be like, oh, shit, can I have a role in it? And then like, no, you laughed at me, bro. You know what? <laughs> Maybe every time my shoelaces for a year. Listen, I would be happy if we could just do a second <laughs> volume. That's like if we can get a big enough readership or we could uh, it makes sense to do a second one, I would be happy. But yeah. So- well, talk, let's talk about your journey before we start getting into this yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. You're dying to sell this book. I know, man. <laughs> book. We're going to talk uh, about it. But it's about the journey, man. So yeah. talk about then your, your creative journey. How did you start getting into the game? You know, what were your early inspirations and that um, made you want to get creative? I've been making short films with friends forever. Uh, went to college for film. When I was in film school, I kind of realized that when I graduate, I might be an assistant for 20 years before I get to make anything. And I saw a couple of friends who went to advertising and they were directing and producing right out of college. So I, I went that route uh, and I'm still, I still kind of, my full-time job is um, commercial directing and producing. And um, it's been, uh, so I, you know, I really learned how to come up with an idea and collaborate with really awesome artists uh, just doing commercials. And one thing that would happen is when you make an ad, you always storyboard it. And I'd meet these really amazing storyboard artists, um, Alex being one of them. And I was always writing stuff on the side. And, um, you know, I was always, uh, I've always been writing scripts since like middle school. You know, I, I actually, the first script I wrote was a comic book, it was a superhero origin story. Uh, the first project I did at NYU was uh, they make you do a radio drama. And that was also a superhero story that I came up with uh, with a friend. <laughs> and so I've just always been writing. And then during uh, COVID, I wrote this script, Polarized, and I just loved it. And I was getting really all this really great feedback from studio execs that I would meet. And they would be like, it's great, but it's way too political. It's never going to get made. But it's really good. Like people... <laughs> People really enjoyed reading it. And I was like, all right, I'm on to something. And Alex, uh, I just hit him up. He was a storyboard artist I knew. And I was like, yo, would you ever want to do a comic book? And he was like, yeah, sure. We, we had like one meeting. He shows up with like 20 books of references and influences. And he's like, this guy can be Rex. Uh, this is how we can do Rex Pennington. This is how we can do um, uh, Olive Stryker. You know, all these different ideas. And then. It just became a really awesome collaborative experience. Uh, and now anytime I do a commercial, I mandate, almost mandate that Alex Liu gets brought on to do the storyboards because he's yeah. such an amazing visual mind. I just want to answer, Stu. We're going to get into that in yeah. a minute. But the book is available now, Stu. And let me tell yeah. you, it's it's fire. Like uh, if you're into this, this is not superhero. This is some like on uh, some political spectrum, but it done, written so well, down the middle, but seeing both views, but we're going to get into that. So yeah. talk about me and Alex, though. How, how did you even hook up? Because that, that's pretty cool. So how did you meet at? What was the bromance story there? Uh, I, there was a cinematographer that I work with named Niraj Jain, who's awesome. And uh, he had read the script, and he was like, dude, this is really fucking cool. Um, and so he was like, you got to make this. And I was like, I don't know how to make it. Like, if, if The script, if you made it as a feature film, would cost... 40 to 50 million dollars uh which i don't have uh and i was like you, you don't know any- come on <laughs> I That's comics. Exactly. <laughs> uh and he said i know a storyboard artist so he introduced me and alex and i sent him an email with a pdf of the script and i'm like i want to make this a comic book would you ever want to do this a comic book 
And then we got coffee and he just showed up uh, and he, he thumbed a bunch of stuff. He came up with all this reference art and um, we just really clicked. He got the humor. He understood what I like. So many people read the script and if they leaned right, they'd be like, oh, I loved it, but you're really hard on conservatives. And if they leaned left, they'd be like, oh, I loved it, but you're really hard on liberals. And to me, that's never what this was about. It was romance. And I kind of look at this as nothing to do with politics. It's a romance story in the world of greed and grifting and politics. And it's how do you find love when you profit off hate? And he got all of that. And uh, we just started working together from there. Um, we decided to do the first 20 pages of the script as issue one. And we would take that and try to send it to publishers. And then we did it and we loved it so much. We were like, let's just do the first half of the script. So what you read is actually just the first half of what. Yes, I, I know. You yeah. left me on a darn cliffhanger because I'm here like, oh, snap. Like, here I am reading, folks, it's like over 100 pages of comics, right? It's, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. And I, and, I, and I tore through it like an animal. Let me tell you, if, you know what? I, I, I'm enough. Because, you know what? And you see, so it's like, five, but even Stewie gave you more credit. He thought you had billions <laughs> in the reserves. You know, to, to get it done, you know what I mean? And he's I also wish. an ex-Marine, and he loves good story. And uh, Right, right. So, I mean, he's going to love this, then, if you love story. Yeah. It's, uh, I, well, we're on Amazon. Uh, that's currently the only place that you can buy it. I've reached out to a couple of bookstores. I get ghosted. I'm actually curious, from your end, because you <laughs> built this big readership, honestly, is like, how do I find an audience for this thing? Cause you got it. Appear on these podcasts, yeah. reach out to the comic sites that aren't, you know, biased. Yeah. I'm an unbiased site. You know, I'm not here or there. I'm, I'm dead center of everything. I don't give a shit. Just, you know, I'm here just to share good stories. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I wanted. That's what I did here. I, I saw this. I was like, yo, this is awesome. I got to read the book. I was like, oh, wow, what a great read. And this is what I'm here. And then you guys decide. They ain't up to me. I'm old yeah. school media. I, I, I'm pre-law that we're going to talk about. That changed because I'm about being fair in the middle, you know, as it is. I ain't leaning one way or the other. You know what I mean? If you mm -hmm. want my opinion, that's one thing. If you want the facts, that's another thing. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. That's what you mean. Uh, and look at this. Oh, my God. Just with the cover alone. <laughs> yeah. So Who that, did this cover? Where did this idea came from? Because, my this God. Was, this was Alex. <laughs> no, so... Uh, Alex was like, what do you think the cover should be? And it's also flipped for the other guys, right? It's, yeah, and, and uh, I was like, I don't know. I think it should be a donkey fucking an elephant. And uh, I don't know if you can see. So uh, the original idea, the original cover was just like a blue donkey and a red elephant fucking each other. And it was really clean. Um, and it was just on white, really simple. Uh, and then Alex, you know, as we were... Uh, and if you if you read the volume, I don't know if you saw, like each issue continues the story right so it's the first issue is a donkey fucking elephant the second issue is like the elephant's now pregnant with a donkey off at high risk <laughs> and we, we we've wrote like five more iterations of that if if oh. we make a second volume i, I like you know that, that that that'll be there and then alex just like one day was like dude we should when we put out volume one it should be a dollar bill because it's all about greed and grifting and um he just came up with this really fucking 
uh crazy cover that uh <laughs> i love it is in the format of a dollar bill um and it's amazing and when you when you actually pick up the book like we we printed out maybe 10 different proofs of different textures because we wanted the cover to feel like a dollar bill oh, so when nice. you actually hold the cover it, it's the the goal because you know i i love about a comic book is like a movie you sit in your you sit in your chair and you watch it and you experience it that way. But in a book, you read the words and you imagine the images. But a comic book, you hold that thing in your hand, you're feeling the textures of the cover, you're feeling the textures of the character. And so we were, it was really important to us that our cover was like fit the, the kind of theme of the book. So that's all Alex. He's a fucking genius. Does it smell um, like money? <laughs> I wish. Hey, you know what? Actually, if you get a hot like like when we first printed them, it did kind of smell. Like I had that hey. hot off the presses smell, you know? And look at the art and getting introduced to the characters of our story. Yeah. Let's talk about this world building. Who are the characters? Here? Yeah, so so here we have our two main characters, Rex Pennington and Olive Striker. They just had like a chance meeting at this thing called Politicon. It's like big rally. And uh, they, they're just going at it this whole time. There's no love. They're just screaming at each other, not listening. And uh, here, uh, Rex offers up uh, an invitation to his suite that uh, Olive could not get because Rex got it before her. And, uh, you know, they do the classic line, we're going to disagree and have a beer together. And... Um, yeah, what 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 uh, what pages do you? I'm curious, like what? So after this, I got this stuff, yeah. this stuff. So then that this one. is them at like at a party. They're waiting for each other to text. You know, it's like you met someone on a night out. You kick, you uh, had like amazing chemistry, and then you're, you're you can't wait for that text to to go and meet up and, and get that and, booty call. Right? And you notice the background so subtle, but you understand what side who is on just exactly. based on the background. It's like, oh, okay, you can see who's who. <laughs> Thank you for calling that out because, yeah, we did a couple versions of the background. Uh, it was really, yeah. So Olive is the number one liberal news anchor and Rex is the number one conservative anchor. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's so that's what this slide is, is, is. Yeah. And so then this is the fun stuff. Is This is their, their night of hate sex. This <laughs> is where their true selves come. And, um, you know, they're both kind of in the heat of the moment admitting to the lies that they tell uh on camera readily to to orgasm it makes them come the lying they love it so much so um, <laughs> yeah exactly and, you know that's kind of the joke there so uh you know i'll i'll live the, the the liberal anchor doesn't like globalization and uh wants more wants less regulations and Meanwhile, Rex is admitting that he loves illegal immigrants and his whole garden yeah, yeah, yeah. is employed yeah. by them. And... Do you know how many times I laughed during this book? Because your humor, yo, is incredible. I, I was dying, yo. Several Thank pages you. made me laugh out yeah. loud. Because, again, I don't give a shit about this. I'm old school, man. I'm just reading this for the fun of it. And it's like, oh, man, this is fantastic. I have the privilege of you know being you know socially active all the time and, and being on the social medias and seeing what's going on and again I chuckle and then it's like you brought this shit to life in such a fun way to this comic man thank you I can't wait to people get their hands on this it's like if they have not heard they are so missing out 
Thank you, man. I appreciate that because it's uh, yeah, it, it's we uh, we have a small but passionate readership. People who have read it are like, it, it's funny. And, and the goal with this was not never to push a political um, agenda. The goal with this was like, all right, we love story. <laughs> exactly, it's about people who profit off hate looking for love. Do they deserve to love? Do they deserve to have love when their job is to actively? divide spread i say the nay but love is love i guess yeah <laughs> and 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 they love too and, and the people that they connect with the most are the the people as good of lying as they are right there's there's no one as it's good the as, opposite it's lonely at the top so uh and we were just finding the you know it's it's as the the joke i've been making is as our nation spirals towards civil war i i saw the fundamentals of a rom-com <laughs> and uh, and that's what this is. Is it's a rom com about two fucking assholes uh, who we all know and we all hate, and they're making our lives hard. So that's you know that's what this is. I don't think. I mean, I have my own politics. I don't think uh, it's like I don't care to preach them. I just yeah. wanted to kind of like our our reality is becoming absurd and surreal by the day. And oh, as yeah. a writer, I just wanted to explore that. You know. And thank you for exploring it and exploring it in a fun way and not giving this shit, you know, no host barred. I mean, because this page alone, I was chuckling at the shit that was saying. I'm like, oh my God. These thank you. People. I mean, look at, I'm way just right there. I mean, that is, you know, you know, there you go for you lies out there. If you want to climax to the core, <laughs> media people, just I'm say those words. Sources. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here is continuation of the the night of hate sex, and again, you know, she uh, all of the liberals says, you know, Democrats just give empty empty gestures. They have no intention of ending income or racial inequality. Uh, Rex finally admits he doesn't even like guns that much, and as they both <laughs> climax, they scream out, "Neither of them check their sources," uh, which is probably true. I bet you, if you, uh, I've had some people who work in news read this, and they were like, "It was a little too real for me." So, oh, um, yeah, a little gossip there. Um, well, there you go, you heard it yeah. here, folks. I'm telling you, you see, it is what it is. I've met a lot of people also that, that have worked with me and some kind of the same things. You know, a lot of this shit is just you know, you gotta gaslight people, it, it sells, you know, and unfortunately, it's, good news doesn't sell, negativity does. Unfortunately, ex exactly. And and we we're just trying to find the humor in that their job is to take the things that we are most sensitive about it and find the take that's going to push us furthest emotionally. And that's their job. And so I, I was hoping that this would change the way people watch the news is, is the corporate news media. Their job is to make money. Their job is to get ratings, to sell ads and to push the agendas of the politicians that bankroll it. And, um, we just hope that when you when you read this, you'll be able to find the humor in that. I guess, yeah. Oh, they definitely will be. Did, did you? How did you have a favorite? Uh, a favorite joke? Like a favorite? I love the whole book, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was just something that just had me hooked. I love the story because I'm a story man, just like Stu mm -hmm. is. So just just the whole narration again, seeing this division, seeing people hate each other, and just seeing how the fuck they're connecting all of a sudden. And then living this whole lie. I mean, there was even this shit that homie was talking about, about the challenger. And he watching it. 
Yeah. I was watching it too oh, that really? day. <laughs> I remember that day oh, myself. No I was home from school and I'm watching this shit on live TV as it exploded. And let me tell you, when the other one exploded, I was also watching it on live TV. I since it was January, I thought, hey, this must be the anniversary. And then it says, Oh my god, it exploded. I said, What the fuck? Who the fuck watches the, the explosion twice in their lifetime on live TV? That's crazy. Yeah. I, wow, I got I'm freaked jealous. out the second time around, but that first time, like, yeah, I freaked out. I said, Mommy, mommy, I think they died. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yo, that shit scared the shit out of me, bro. And then how, how school reacted, it was a very somber day. Yeah, wow. Very. I That's, remember. Uh, yeah, that, that section was a lot of fun for us to write because uh, Alex was just pulling from all these different references and influences. Uh, we really it's changed. a great one. We moved away from the style of the first two uh, issues. Like the first two issues was like blue and red color scheme, um, you know, a little cartoon, yeah. not too cartoonish. And then the third issue, we really tried to find the emotion of uh, of the romance and and really um, have that bleed into the art uh, and 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 make it this like metaphorical hike through their lives when they really. You know, in the script, uh, when they have that that kiss, yeah. Um, in the script, I wrote, you know, that at this point they've had a lot of sex, but this is their first kiss. That was mm -hmm. my like. You know, we really wanted to build to this. We had a lot of fun. We made a lot of jokes. Made a lot of dark jokes, especially in issue two with the <laughs> uh, the, the shooting. Yeah. Uh, but with issue three, we want to like, you know, like, hey, this is a romance. We and we want yeah. we, we want to build to a romantic oh, man. moment. Yeah, know? a romantic moment. And man, this shit get crazy within the book because obviously things happen that's going to cause probably even more drama in their world. And you know, I, that's why I got so mad. Like, oh my God, how long do I have to wait for the other half, Tom? Why are you messing with me this way? I mean, that's a great question. I, I'll happily send you the <laughs> script uh, for the second issue. Uh, as a, a, you know, I love the, the feedback on it. Uh, unfortunately, we just haven't sold enough copies where it oh, is worth come on, guys. doing a second issue. I mean, second volume. It's, I'm curious, Al, in your field, like how many uh, people, like, like what is the challenge that we've been finding is just finding an audience for this. We, we Stu, listen, it. my boy Stu got you. Yeah. I got you. Stu, Stu Six Element of Hip Hop is his show. We're going to help spread word. You know yeah. what I mean? And there you go. Even Grandmaster UV. Yeah, go, I'm yeah. Indian. Tell, baby. You know what I mean? Exactly. So we're on uh, Amazon. You got to search. You got to search Polarize the comic book because when you search Polarize, you get sunglasses. Uh, which was uh, unfortunate use of SEO, uh, which shows how little we know what we're doing when it comes to publishing. I mean, that's the problem is it's just me and Alex, right? We don't have a publisher. Yeah. Uh, we oh, hired... you don't. No, oh, we hired... my God. ASAP Imagination. You got to help Tom. Let's Please, go. Yeah. Ray like Cross if... Press. Let's go. If, Al, if you know, you know, in your line of work, if you know any publishers that are looking for some funny yes. material, like, uh, please put us in touch because. I very badly want to do a second volume with Alex. We finally, on that third issue, really figured out what we're doing. And um, yeah, you know, it's a big bummer. We did this big Kickstarter campaign. We got like 210 backers. Um, and I kept thinking like, we're going to explode. We're going to explode. And people who read it love it. And for some reason, I, I think there's like a weird, you know, 
people who are into comic books aren't necessarily into political satire and yeah. people who are into political satire aren't necessarily into comic books. I think the political nature might be uh, pushing readers away from it, but like it uh, is that shouldn't it's, it's, it's funny. It's silly. If you like comedy, if you like romance, you know, you're going to find a lot of elements in this book that you'll love and people who have read it love it. And I can't tell you, how much it means that you loved this because I fucking know that you are an OG comic book reader. Yeah, um, I love it. I'm saying. But me, see, I've always been out of my whole group of friends, that dude that loves the independent, that loves the indie, that loves the different, not just the superhero. I was mm -hmm. much more diverse than my taste. So whenever I did this, I was like, oh, man, I love it. Again, outside the superhero genre, on a typical comic book, you know, and delving in, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's going on now, but doing it, and again, in a sort of split down the middle type of way. You know what I mean? You're not favoring yeah. one side or the other. No. It's a wonderful fucking story. I mean, yo, that's the way you effing do it, yo. That's and the I, way you I, do it. Dude, I mean, it was what... And I, I, uh, uh, I say this not to sell the book or anything, but the second volume is so much funnier than the first. Uh, we really, you know, look at um, Kit Buffalo and the White Tigers and his fatwa and all that stuff. And we really get into that that crazy stuff, and uh, it's so much funnier. So, Al, you know, you can spread the word to your people if you know any comic book stores that want to get us in there. We have no circulation right now. We oh absolutely... well, we're gonna talk. You, you in yeah. Brooklyn, we're gonna talk. There's comic books shops everywhere. You gotta get your your feet underground. That's yeah. my advice. You oh, gotta you... take copies of those books. You gotta, you know what? Visit in Greenpoint Action City. Comics. There's also another one on Callier Street that you gotta go to, right, right, two, three, four blocks away from Action City Comics. There's another shop that supports indie, and that's right there in good old Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Along, oh, then you also have Desert Island Comics in Williamsburg that supports independent. And this book is actually right up their alley because they support indie predominantly, specifically, mm -hmm. you know, this type of slice of life political genre, you know, fun, humor. This is, oh my God, bro. I, can I put you, and I just, while, we were t while you were talking there, I actually just contacted my boy. I uh, let him know that he should follow you immediately and contact him to talk about this wonderful book. If you oh, know, sick, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, already I, taking care of you, bro. Yeah, you go, that's that. where he gets it, bro. And let's my that proportion built BS. He goes, ha, 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 ha. I need that. Yeah. I need that. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love to get your, your comic book, uh, store recommendations we uh yeah we, we rumble we, chicken in massachusetts let's get you in mass mass would love this book too yeah uh i actually was in uh in arkansas for a, a chicken pot pie commercial that i directed and i i gave a book to the all the local crew because i was like i, I want to oh, nice. get out of my my new york bubble and, and get your <laughs> nice. guys thoughts um but you know it's, it's an uphill battle but we're I'm going to start reaching out to these comic books. We, Alex and I, we went to, when we were doing the Kickstarter, um, Comic-Con was going on at the Javits Center. So we, you know how they have like, I voted stickers? We printed yeah. out all these stickers that said, I vote blue, but I fuck red too. And I vote red, but I fuck blue too. <laughs> and we, we handed them out. They had QR codes to, to contribute to the Kickstarter. I think we got, we handed out like over a hundred. I think we got like 10 backers maybe. Hey, we keep man. thinking of these like That's creative, uh, yeah, we keep thinking of these like creative uh, marketing 
you know, because I work in advertising, so I'm having fun. So hit the cons, but you got to hit Terrific Con in Connecticut that's coming up. You know, you got to hit, you know, Rhode Island Comic Con, you know, Connecticut Comic Con. You got to hit all, or oh, oh, Contropolis, whatever they call it this year. There's so many different little small conventions you can hit up. You got to hit the Big Apple Comic Con as well. I think the next one is going to be around the fall now. Um, there's so many, bro, you got to push, push, push. There's mm-hmm. publishers there as well. You know, in, in these shows. So yeah, but I think you have such a wonderful product. It's a shame that uh, publishers are afraid here in the states. But you know, who I who I hit you is not from the states. So you know, homie has cojones to put to put but, it out there for but, you. Don't I'll do be it. honest, we haven't even really reached out to publishers. We well, well, what like, are you doing, Tom? I, you, I don't thinking? have I don't I don't have contacts. I don't have a lit agent. I don't have any of that. Like we just made this. So like I I don't even know. Because the thing is, I get intimidated. I'm like, I'm gonna send to a publisher. They're gonna look at it two right, years bro. from now. After like, this, so we gotta, you know what? We, uh, we we're gonna work. We're gonna work, brother. Don't please, you worry. I, we're gonna stay in touch. Because I, I <laughs> you're gonna work. We need our uh, our champion. You know, in the community. Like, we don't have anyone in the combo community who's out like, there. They. You gotta fucking read this. Like, we we got Kickstarter project we love, but Kickstarter the community never like the indie Kickstarters who never embraced us. Like. We you know what? To... They're just too afraid of the theme. They see that exactly. cover art, and they're like, "Oh, you, especially when they, if they see this cover, oh, he's skewed one way, folks." No, yeah, no, I know. Do not. This is literally one of those. Do not judge a book by its cover, because when you read it, this is. I swear, you know, Al Vega ain't political, folks. I, 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 I like, my own comment says no effing fucking. But this is just straight down the middle, because again, this is not political. Yes, it has a political theme. But it is a love story and a wacky one like that with a lot of fucking drama going on. So this is why it's a fun book. You know, please you, don't, don't don't think that it's politically based, my, my, mi gente. For real. It's a wonderfully written, down the middle, rom-com out the ass that just happens to be politically based. It's because it's the politics is purely environment. It's not a key yeah. it's purely environment. This is a love story and it's a very hilarious it is oh, funny, especially uh, when you think about how the times are now and how people are so going against one another and imagine mm-hmm. complete polar opposites messing around and then shit going off the rails even further. <laughs> it, it happens. People who have read it, you know, things go on the news and they text me and go, this is fucking straight out of polarized. You know, this yep. is straight, straight out of polarized. <laughs> so, yeah, and and I guess like, volume two is like, I, I would say like volume one is like we're at level five. Nice. Volume two, we go up to level twenty. Like uh-huh. we really uh-huh. like push it. Uh, Stop it! You're I'll, killing me, folks. You better goddamn buy volume one because I really need to. Uh, get I'll send you. Volume. I'll send you the the script. Um, Please, bro. I gotta read. But, I gotta know what happens here. You fucking with me. Yeah. How how, so how how long have you been doing the podcast, Al? My friend, for this Comic Status podcast, you are my three hundred and seventeenth guest. Oh wow. Overall, I've produced with my undercover case family over 1,200 podcasts. Fuck yeah. You know, so I've been in the game. You're doing yeah, it. No one knows about this Latino in the business, you know, doing this much stuff because I just keep my shit quiet and let the work speak for itself and be able to speak to amazingly talented people like yourself. I'm the one that's blessed because I keep learning and again and learning about new things. And this book again, why was that? Yo, talk about, wait, before you even go. We need to talk about the opening of that book about that law that you said that changed. Because that shit blew my effing mind. Because I was like, wow. Yeah. Now, it's like you cannot believe media, folks. 
listen to what I'm about Tom is about to tell you. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm not a yeah. I, it's, it, it, I, it's just what it is, and I'm not yeah. saying you're an expert, but you, and, you just and, put this I, law I into the intention. There used to be um, a but FCC used to have a doctrine called the Fairness Doctrine, which you know FCC is kind of the ruling regulator over yeah. uh, U.S. news channels and U.S. media communications and all that. Yeah. And if um, if uh, any um, journalist put out an opinion, they had to then put out a uh, opposing opinion to keep things fair sided. And on top of that, there's other things where it's like the news couldn't be subjective. It had to be objective. It had to be boring. Like it, it, it had to be quiet. You, you, it wasn't supposed to be sensational. Um, 1987 was pretty much completely gutted. Uh, and, and since then, uh, you know, if you, if you, like CNN, I think started a little bit before Fox started a little bit after, but th th those types of companies didn't exist in the fifties and sixties when it was like Ed Murrow and, um, fucking, uh, Who's the guy who uh, Cronkite and all Cronkite? Those yeah, he's like John F. Kennedy died today. Yeah. John, I think about this often. If JFK died, uh, the news would be insane about it. Like, oh, it, oh yeah, like the uh, conspiracy theories out the ass would be going to war tomorrow. <laughs> not, not, not only that, but like just like how CNN would cover it, how Fox would cover it. How I mean, it's like uh, it would be crazy. It would be it would be absolutely chaos. Um, and I, I guess the Trump arrest is kind of a similar thing, right? It's like if you watch one thing I love to do whenever like there's a big news thing is I'll put on Fox or ABC or CNN and then I'll just keep flipping through yeah. the channels like every 10 minutes just to see how they're all saying something completely different. Like we're living <laughs> in, in completely different realities right now. Well, um, you know what? Well, maybe model. maybe TV is, is the multiverse. That's what we're seeing through TV. The actual multiverse is being transmitted with those different views. And it kind of feels like that. It kind of feels like there. Like <laughs> I mean, when I was just in Arkansas, it felt like people uh, had a completely different, not necessarily values. I think like like I made so many good friends when we were in Arkansas. It was so fun. But the the information that they're getting is so different than the information that we're getting. Um, that we're, we are kind of living in in, in in a in a weird multiverse, and uh, that's <laughs> the the business model of it. So it's like I don't have the answers. I'm not smart enough to have the answers. I'm an idiot. So because I'm an idiot, I'm able just to find the humor in it. But point it out because people <laughs> people I, I just think there's a big arrogance right now. Or yes, people will there will be a big thing that happens. And then people will read half of three articles, a tweet, and an interview on their news channel of preference. And then they'll act like they're an expert. And whoever disagrees with them is an idiot. And not only an idiot, they're a Nazi. And they're bad for yeah. the country. And they're an existential threat to a democracy. And it's like that uh, is really terrifying where that um, – that business model is going to take us. And yes. like, you know, one of my big influences is Dr. Strangelove. And it would appear that he's terrified of nuclear uh, Holocaust, right? A nuclear yeah. Holocaust. Like that seems to be the inf inspiration for the movie, but he doesn't let the fear dictate the tone of the script. The tone mm -hmm. of the script is like, let's laugh at it. Cause like you said, in the beginning of this, we have no control. So yep. just focus on things that you can control. And, and, and then that's kind of the, 
the overall theme of the the story because that's issue one is about it's the meat cute i mean volume one sorry is like the meat cute it's the world as it is it's the it's it, and it's the world that the characters own but eventually this crazy system that they created turns on them and it turns on the country and mm. they have to live with the consequences and we hint at it in those last four or five pages yes, of volume do. one with the podcasters and the Twitter um, <laughs> strike and our. Yeah, you know, and that was funny too, because, you know, when they were at, at a point in the career, it's like, oh man, what am I going to do? Become a podcaster? And I'm like, wow, what an insult, you motherfucker. What are you trying to say? No, you just, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, 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 no only playing, not you, the character. Not no, you. yeah, yeah. But, but I, you bring up a really good point because. And one of the things I want to do with the script is it's not just the big TV news networks. They're kind of like, you know, uh, the top of the food pyramid. But like they kind of dictate the narratives that each uh, political aisle is going to take. But then like, you know, Tuck Carlson will say one thing and then there'll be like 25 right wing news channels and podcasters that will take it so much farther and angrier and violent. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they radical. read it to every letter of it. And, they and break it, it down by acronym. Every and, letter. Then it, and, then, and then it goes from the news, the TV news, to the podcast, to the tweets and the comments. And, and it, it just trickles down. And it's not just the thing on the right. It's also on the left. And and, and oh, the man. corporate left. Look at that. Let's call difference. that if we there's gotta a, call that, let's call that some trickle down socionomics. <laughs> yeah, but that, that and, and so that's kind of the point of that. Those those final pages is it's um, uh, just taking an honest look at how radicalization starts, and 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 how it's it's seeping its way to the top, and when the top gets radicalized, the 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 entities below are just get pushed further and further and further. And, and there's going to be a point where the people who are pushing the levers want to stop, but they've already created too many monsters. And that's like, you know, so that's what volume two is about. <laughs> well, let's get, uh, it's right. crazy. Hopefully we're going to get that folks. And, you know, I want to, I'm going to try to connect to as many people as I can to help you spread the message of this awesome and wonderful book. Folks, this is how easy it is. You got to follow Tom. Tom right here. Tom Mishra. Mm-hmm. On his socials, he's a boss. He's everywhere. It's Tom, all right? You know, he, as he said, I have the link. I'll add the link below for you to pick up the book at Amazon and spread the word amongst your friends. Tom, any last words before we go today? Please buy our book. Read <laughs> it with an open mind. Write us a review on Amazon or write us a review on your blog. Get excuse me, get the word out for this thing that we created, support indie creators. If you are a comic book store or you know a comic book store, get them in touch with us. I very badly want to make a second volume. Uh, I don't even care about uh, making money. I just want there to be a readership where it's worth it for me to put the money into it. So, because I think... No, let's make it happen. Thank you, Al, for having me. This was so fun. Nah, brother, you rock, bro. It's it's cool talking to an OG, you know, someone (laughs) who's like been in the world for a minute, uh, and get it's. Thank you, thank you. Extremely validating, honestly. Uh, Thank you, thank you. He sees the way here, folks. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let that fool you. No, you know know your shit, man. You know your. I've been around for a minute for sure, and you know, and thank you. I'm saying I enjoyed this. I found every piece of humor in it. Nothing in this book is offensive. 
And you find this offensive, then you just don't have a funny bone in your body. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I but hope, it's absolutely yeah. fun uh, to read, and you know, and again, I can't wait for volume two because he left me on the hell of a fucking cliffhanger. Uh, that that's good writing when they leave you wanting for more. So that's the way they do it. You know, of course, when he's from Brooklyn, that's how you do, baby. All right? <laughs> he, he definitely got influenced by Brooklyn right there. All uh-huh. right. So uh, definitely support the book, Tom. Thank you for your time. You hint to support comiccrusaders.com. Now support the channel. All you got to do is subscribe, turn on notifications so you, you know when we're going live. We have a whole family of shows going on, whether you love, you know, Marvel, DC, indie, or just chit-chat with amazing creators like Tom. We got you, all right? Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Thank you, Tom. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.